0: Good morning, good morning, um, I had a fantastic week with our young people, our Converge youth and we have a whole row of Converge youth here, you guys stand up, like stand up, turn around, let everybody see and look where they choose to sit, second row, front and center. It was a fantastic week. Um, I told them and even kind of shared on social media how you go to a place, you know, to a camp, to a a youth camp, and you are just prepared to teach them. You think you're prepared to share and enlighten them. And you know what happens is they enlighten us. They taught us. Me. I'm telling you what, if I have never believed and I've never not believed in the mission of EWC and the heart of EWC and what we're all about, it was it's impossible not to believe in it now because they have been raised up in this love. They have been raised up in this truth of love God, love your neighbor as yourself, to walk in love, what I preached the other Sunday, to walk in light. And to walk carefully, man, they're doing it. They're getting it. And not only does the future look amazing, today is amazing. And this scripture is for you guys, and it's for all of you. And it's in 1 Timothy, and it says, Don't let anyone think less of you because you were young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, in your faith, in your purity. And that's what these guys are doing And this morning, I want you to go ahead and stand, and we're going to rejoice in the fact that we serve a God who is good, that we serve a God who is close, who is within, and that this message of faith, of hope, and love is alive, it is active, and Father, we worship you this morning, we give you glory, we give you praise, we celebrate, this is the day Today, this moment that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice, and we're going to be glad, and we're going to be happy. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Starlight in the dark, and their smiles can't conceal you. And every glimmer is a spark catching fire. So Like starlight in the dark, endless miles can't conceal you. And every.
2: Father, for your power, for your glory, for your reckless, reckless love. So thank you, standing. circuit of grace is not complete until the recipient receives it. And then it's there. It's always there. I think this is what we're trying to share week to week. It's always there. It's just an awareness of God's presence and power inside of us and that you, the truth is, are held in the hand of God. But the circuit of grace cannot be complete until See it and know that you are loved. And I love being here with you today and just getting to share in the thankfulness and worship just to say that you are so good, you are so good, you are so good. It never gets old. We're never, I can't get filled up enough. I thank you, Father, that you just continue to fill us and we can keep pouring out. You continue to fill us so we can keep
1: The king of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh he is my soul. Let the king
3: I, I'm always amazed that when they pick the song, we don't uh, collaborate, we don't talk about what I'm going to talk about and how those songs just fit in with exactly what we're going to talk about this morning. For years and years, there was a, a phrase in that, one of the songs that says that we've been trying to understand who he is. People have been trying to tell me who God is for a long, long time. And you know, for since the beginning of time, since the beginning of creation, since the beginning of this history of spiritual things and knowing and understanding God, it's just been a constant journey. How many know that? How many see God today differently than you saw 10 years ago? I hope you do. If you don't, please get on the ball. <laughs> you need to see him. I made a statement. I have to read this statement a few years ago, and it has always stuck with me. And you have to listen to it and take it for face value. That if uh, every 5 to 10 years, if the God that you believed in then, you're not an atheist to today, you haven't grown. That every 5 to 10 years, we should see God in such a different light, in such a different way that we continue to, to, to see him as who he really, really, really is. And so this morning... We're going to talk about seeing this God in three dimensions, three perspectives of him that is just so important. Now, every Sunday, I believe we, our souls get washed, our spirits get washed. We get a word from the Lord that is guiding and leads us. But today, if you ever gave me 100% attention, give me 100% attention. Because I'm going to share with you three principles, three things about God that if you will understand how to pray, how to pray in less than 30 seconds a day, your life can be transformed, totally transformed, totally, totally changed for the good just by understanding a few little things about who this wonderful God is. Okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everyone who's here. Thank you for the household of faith. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you, God, that you loved us so much that you gave your Son to die for us, to to deliver us, to set us free from a a life of darkness into a a, a, a life of marvelous light. And God, I thank you, Lord, for passion today. I thank you for power today, and I thank you for purpose today. And let us all leave here today with a renewed passion, a renewed power, and a renewed purpose in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. So what Kainos says, Kainos is a renewed, refreshing. How many want to leave here renewed and refreshed? I want, I want my passion renewed. I want my power renewed. I want my purpose renewed because that's what this thing is all about. This series is unintentional. You either live a haphazard life or you live an intentional life. I've lived both. I've got up and lived a haphazard life. Whatever happens to me today happens to me, and my uh, happiness will be based on my happenings. Or I can get up with an intentional life and that it's not based on happenings that make me happy, but on a joy that is my strength, a joy that comes from God, a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory, a joy that it doesn't matter what the circumstances are, what the situation is, that I can maintain my joy. That's what you posted this week. Jason that's what you were trying to say in a very good way is that I'm keeping this I'm not going to let anybody take this from me I'm going to remain intact with my intentional purpose in life and nobody's going to take this from me you did that well this week God bless you for what you said in that post God is a good God and the purpose of this you know intentional again intentional Hell is, the road to hell is not paved with good intentions. It's paved with no intentions. Intentional is a, it's not, well, I intended to do that. If you didn't do it, you didn't intend to do it. Intention's stronger than that. When I get up with an intentional mind and I get up with an intent to do something, I'm going to do it. Jesus said, no man goes to war that he doesn't first set down. No man intends to go to war unless he knows he's got enough men to win the battle. No man builds a house, intends to build a house, unless he knows he's got the material to finish it. That's, we're all shamed and we're all grieved over not completing something that we started. And there's nothing like completing something you started, and there's nothing worse than not completing something that you started. How many has ever done both? You started on a mission. You completed it. How satisfying is that? Purpose of this series is to move us into a spiritual realm of connection with God where healings and miracles and divine wisdom are genuine possibilities. And I reread that this week. I thought to myself, why did you put genuine possibilities? Why didn't you just put uh, certain possibilities? Because they're genuine because they're there, but they don't mean that you'll get them. You've got to have hope first. I've got to have hope. And, and knowing that I'm in a place where it is genuinely possible that a miracle can happen in my life, a healing can happen in my life, divine wisdom can be dropped in my spirit. If I have that hope, then faith is substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. I got to have hope. I got to have hope is the anchor of my soul. Anchor of my soul. Think about that for a moment. Anchor of my soul. There is a divine shifting and perspectives on how we perceive things. That doesn't change the principles, but changes the methods. Les Brown made this statement. He's a motivational speaker and made this statement Methods are many, principles are few. Methods are always changing, principles never do. The principles of Scripture have stood the test for thousands and thousands of years, they've never changed. Methods have. How many like for somebody to show you a better way? Don't you like that? Now, don't just show me another way if it's not a better way. I had a mentoring time with Will a few years ago. Will and and, and Keith Wesley, they can do about anything. Anything you ever need, just call them. I'm just kidding. But but they have been my go-to I keep them on staff because they're my go-to person. Man, I need something. They can do it. I'm teasing about that. But they, they, can, they know how to do so much. And Will was asking me one time about some situations. He said, I get into situations every now and then by telling people you know, there's another way. I said, well, Will, this is the deal. If it's just another way, don't share it. But if it's a better way and it's a more efficient way, that's what we need, right? How many want to know how to pray a better way? How to pray a more efficient way. Oh, come on, don't we? Well, first of all, prayer is not about asking God for something all the time. It's not about that. It's not about asking God for something all the time. We were on a fishing trip a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we got back and my brother-in-law really connected with a guy in the church and he, he called him one day, and he answered the phone, and uh, it was Keith. And, he, and Keith answered the phone, and Randall said to him, my brother-in-law, Keith, how are you doing? And Keith was just so overwhelmed that he told people how much it meant to him that somebody called him and just said, how you doing? He said, nobody ever call." he said to Randall, nobody ever calls me unless they want something. If we're created in the likeness and the image of God, do you think maybe, maybe God would like to hear from us not always what you want? Because most of our prayers are prayers that we shouldn't even be praying. Because you're going to get it anyway. I like this statement. Prayer is not some battling round by which we gain entrance into God's treasury. It's a receptacle by which we receive that which is already, God already longs to give us. It's a receptacle. All All we're doing is plugging into the power. That's what we're doing. We're just, you know, these speakers won't work unless they're plugged in. and They're plugged into the power. When That's what prayer is. You become a receptacle to receive what God longs to give you. He don't want us begging for stuff. He longs to do that. Paul's constant prayer for people. I'm going to read a few things and then I'm going to preach, all right? Paul's constant prayer for people was for them to know and understand who they really are. He, he wrote a whole p- epistles, letters, telling people who they are, telling people how much God loves them, how His grace is lavished upon them, how He cares for them, who they really, really are. The function of prayer is not to influence God, but rather to change the heart and the mind and the soul of the one who prays. We're only one prayer away from a total different life if you pray right. How do we do that? I want to show you how in less than 30 seconds a day change your world. Mark Rutland wrote a book, 21 Seconds to Change Your World. I got this book about three years ago, and it's really where this message came from. The idea about it came from his thing. Martin Rutland has had an interesting journey of faith. He's a great preacher. He started in the Methodist Church. He preached camp meetings for the Methodist Church for years. He ended up pastoring a large Assembly of God church in Orlando, Florida. I think he's now a president of a Bible college. And in the middle of all this, what we would call spiritual success, he fell into depression. And he was at... The bottom of bottoms he could not get out of his depression he tried counseling he tried everything that was told him to do and he could not break through the depression now, I don't know about you and I haven't been there a lot but I have had depression come on me and there's it's a bad thing I don't think anyone likes or wants to be depressed. It's not a good feeling. It's a hopeless feeling. It's that last song. I don't know about you, but my battles come in the nighttime, my battles come in the darkness. My mind battles are early in the mornings but it's dark. But I like that verse in that song that God is still there. I battled this morning to the point I had to get up because in that darkness, there was this battle coming against me. And I just had to rise up and start doing what I'm going to tell you to do today. And when I did, the breakthrough came. The light came. And I want to give you three prayers about three gods, on and one God, but three aspects of him. I want you to listen. These prayers have got to come alive in you. Your brain's got to marinate in them. These prayers will heal you, deliver you, protect you, empower, provide everything you need for renewal and restoration of your world. They need, and this is what Mark Rutland said in his book, 21 Seconds to Change Your World. He says they need to become the cocktail of your life. They'll relax you, they'll renew you, and they'll refresh you on a daily basis I like that cocktail don't you how many know the other cocktails will camouflage it the other cocktails will suppress it but they won't deliver it they may relax you for a moment but they won't bring ending results they won't bring what you really really need and the people who have tried these cocktails outside of these cocktails have found themselves in some serious trouble over the lifetime. They found themselves in addictions. They found themselves obsessed by it, and it hasn't helped them. It hasn't brought them where they need to go. But there's a cocktail of life that you can have every day, every day, that will relax you, renew you, refresh you, empower you, deliver you, And it first starts with a man named Jabez. In First Chronicles chapter 4, Chronicles is about the history of Israel. History of Israel. And it, I always like uh, to read scriptures before and after a scripture because you know, a lot of times, you know, the Bible says therefore, so you got to read what was there before to know what was there for. So I started reading. Uh, First Chronicles 4, and uh, from verse 1, and I couldn't read it. I couldn't pronounce the names. It was begot, 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 begot. And, and, and I, I just saw nothing in that. But then I got to this scripture, and there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than all his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. So, she named him Pain. How would you like that name? Here comes Pain. <laughs> I know you have. Anybody ever s- said that you were Pain? And the you-, you know they have. So, <laughs> somebody asked the council one time if you. They said that I was a pain. And you know what the counselor said? Well, are you? Are you? See, we're one of the two things. We're either a pain or a pleasure. All the time. We're bringing pain to people's life, or we're bringing pleasure to people's life. We're always doing that, every single day of our life. Now, Jabez, I believe, had to come to a place in his life where he was going to define himself well, he was going to let somebody else define him. He, we, we've got to define who we are ourselves, or somebody else is going to define us. And I'd rather for God to define me, but in that, it's not just God defining me. I have got to come in agreement with God and define myself with what he says. It... One thing to believe I am who God says I am. It's another thing to believe I am who I say I am. With me? I've got to agree with God. I am who he says I am. But then I've got to believe I am who I say that I am. So somewhere in Jabez's life, I think he was awakening to something. And he went, you know what? I'm not going to be a pain. I'm not going to be a grief. And he prayed this simple prayer and at this time god was being discovered rediscovered you you had adam and eve and you had god coming in the cool of the evening and talking to adam and eve and we don't know what they talked about and then you had adam and eve bearing children and and the 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 problems that came through that then you had noah you had enoch you had men that walked with god but you don't have a lot of history about them. what does it mean they walk with god what did they do well the hebrew is they walked in habitual fellowship with god and then there came a man named abraham and they started rediscovering god in a different light on a more illuminating light that abraham Now was not going to be just an Abraham like Noah was a Noah and Enoch was an Enoch. And Adam was an Adam, but an Abraham was going to be a father of many nations. God was about to extend this thing out further. It's not about just one-on-one relationships. We we got to get bigger than this. How many glad God got bigger than that? How many glad that for for Abraham, my father? How many glad that his faith blessed all the nations of the world? aren't you glad of that? So he says this prayer, He was the one who prayed, let watch it, to the God of Israel. He prayed to the God of Israel. That's the only God that they knew then was the God. Of Israel I'm going to call this prayer the sovereign God prayer I've got to always see God as the sovereign God not just of Israel not just how many know he's bigger than the God of Israel he's the God of America He's the God of China. He's the God of Japan. He's the God of Africa. He's the God of South America. He's the God of Alaska. He's the God of Hawaii. He's the God of Europe. He's the God of Russia. He's the God of the universe. The God of the universe. 150 billion galaxies, they say. Who counted them? I don't know. Not hundred and fifty planets not a hundred and fifty billion planets a hundred and fifty billion galaxies he is the sovereign God of the universe now I'm personally not comfortable with speaking of God as the universe some people are I don't I'm not comfortable calling him the universe I know where they're coming from, but that can be connected to some other things that I don't want to be connected with. And so, but what they're saying is that the universe, this awesome universe, is so filled with God. And that he is sovereign over the universe. This is one scripture about Abraham. Other nations saw that the God of Abraham was different than their gods. You've got to understand something. People are going to have a god. And from Adam all the way through, gods have been there. All kinds of gods. There are, we can't begin to name how many gods there are. There are thousands of them it was god of fertility it was god of the sun there was god of this there was a god of that well these nations that was anti abraham became friends with abraham because they said this to abraham they said to abraham in genesis 2122 god is obviously with you helping you in everything you do. Wow. God is obvious this is scripture, obviously with you,
4: helping you
3: in everything you do. Now is that a sovereign God of the universe or not? That he can be with every end of, Individual on the face of the earth, with you in every thing you do. But I've got to get up on Monday morning. Like I said last week, there's a scripture everybody loves. Then came Sunday, or we have written on the chalkboard out there: "Joy comes in the morning." How I many know sometimes Monday comes in the morning? Sometimes Monday comes in the morning, and uh, sometimes the battles come in the morning. Uh, sometimes trouble comes in the morning. I'm not trying to depress you, but I'm just—it's it's life, isn't it? Be careful that they, that when you're driving this week and the next few weeks, to, but drive speed limit, are you going to be a pain? Anyway. A little inside knowledge you got, you need to know about. Don't drive 10 miles over on the interstate. Keep it at what it says. Okay, all right. Some of you are going to wish, I wish I'd have listened to him. God, I know that you're the God of Israel, so I want you to. Now, this is how you pray it now. Jabez prayed this prayer the only way he knew how to pray it. This is how you pray it now. God, thank you that I am blessed. Thank you. I am blessed. I, oh, I am blessed indeed. Old King James said, oh, God, that you would bless me indeed. Everybody say, God, thank you. I am blessed. Thank you, God. Then he said, expand my territory. I like this translation better. Write it down. Put it in your brain. Marinate it. Let it be the cocktail of the day. Listen, God, prosper me in all my endeavors. Say, prosper me in all my endeavors. God, thank you that you are going to prosper me today in everything I do. Everything I do. Early this morning, I was praying, Chris, and the Lord told me to tell you that you had so much imparted to you from your family, that God is so rich and real inside you, that you, he is with you in everything you do. And you don't ever have to fret nor worry about making decisions. He is with you in everything you do. But I got to acknowledge that when I get up in the morning. He is with me in every... Prosper me in mind. my... God, let your hand of power and protection be upon me. God, thank you that your hand of power and protection is upon me. And, you know, what happened, it'll keep me from pain. It'll keep me from being in pain. Now, you got kids, right? They can't pray these prayers. They're not. They're, you maybe have a baby. That baby's not in a place to pray that prayer. You pray it over them. I pray this prayer over my family every day. I've done it for years. Every, every day I may pray exactly like this, but I pray this prayer over my family Every day of my life had never failed to pray this prayer. And, I mean, this is not a lucky charm. This is not Aladdin's lamp. This is not a wish upon a star. This is real stuff. This works. Years ago, I thought... I was way, way far away from God. I thought it. You know why I thought it? Because people said I was. I was taught. In in certain years of my life, I was far, far away from God, and I believed it. And I wasn't. When I look over my life, I go, I was a good boy. You know, I'm going to say something to you. Teenagers in a moment. I uh, was superstitious because I believed in prayers. But I became superstitious because I thought I was far, far away from God. So, David, I, I got this buckeye. Anybody know what a buckeye is? A lucky buckeye? I carried this lucky buckeye in my pocket every day. It was my Jabez prayer it was my it was it was every I every day I never went anywhere without my Buckeye because I thought I was far far away from God and one day I lost my class ring now your class ring may not meant that much to you, but for me to get a high school class ring graduation, that ring meant everything to me i that was the Super Bowl ring. That was the SEC Championship ring. That was that was that was the ring. <laughs> I man, that ring meant I wore it every day. Every day I wore that that I was proud of it. I'd hope if you couldn't see it, I'd show it to you. You you're gonna see it. I graduated from high school. One day I lost that ring. <laughs> man, I felt I was so, I looked everywhere for that ring. And about six months later, I'm in the back of Steve Pierce's 64 Impala. And I'm just got my hand sticking through the back seats for some reason. And I hit something. And I pull it out. And it's my classroom, class, graduation class ring. And guess what was stuck in the middle of it? My buckeye. Now, if a daggum Buckeye can do that, what can the God of the universe do for you? See, whatever you believe in can probably help you if you believe in it. But what? how many think the God of the universe is a lot bigger than a Buckeye? Now, I wish I had known better that all I wanted to do was be with people and have fun. And I, I thought that was horrible. They they nicknamed me Rootin' Tootin' Brutin'. I mean, what a name. I just I mean, name me Rootin' Tootin' Brootin' because I just love to be Rootin' and Tootin' and having fun. And, but I thought I was far, far away from God. And then I realized I love people more than a lot of church people love people. Want to make people happy more than a lot of church people want to make people happy. But this is a prayer. This is, this is really... Prayers really abs- need to be more proclamations than asking. Sometimes I need to know the God of this universe. I, it, that, that just builds my faith big time when I go, not just the God of Israel, not just the God of Abraham, but the God, sovereign God of the universe. I need to know that God. Because I know that God has blessed me, and prospered me, protects me, and keeps me from pain. And if he keeps me from pain, he keeps me from being a pain. Because I don't want to be a pain. Do you want to be a pain? Nobody wants to be a pain. I don't want to be a pain. I want to be a pleasure. Then there was a man who came along named David. David got to know God in a different way. He didn't know how to relate to him as the God of Israel. He related to him in a more personal way. And he wrote a psalm that was the most beautiful, poetic psalm ever written. And he's making a proclamation. This is not to be read at funerals. It's to be lived by every day of your life. The Lord is, say, my shepherd. He is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I like that word in the old King James. He makes me lie. Somebody, well, he won't make you do anything. If you're his child and you're following him the right way, he'll make you lie down in green pastures. But it'll be green pastures. He'll lead you beside still waters, not troubled waters. Lord, I thank you that you're my shepherd, that you All I need, you give me all I need. Stop trying. Well, he won't give you all you want. Who says? Let's stop trying to limit God. He'll give me all I need. He'll give me all I want. He lets me rest in green meadows peaceful strength. He renews my strength. He makes me walk in paths. Say paths, not just a path. You know, I'm not a hiker. Never will be. Don't think. I don't know. But uh I, I know people love to hike. Just didn't never look that enticing to me. I know it must be pretty up there, but I'd rather fly over it and look down. But I, I, I guarantee you one thing, if I was, I would really appreciate the paths. I know they really appreciate the paths that takes them through the forest and take t- takes them through the journey. They want to be on the path. I mean, there's paths that God wants you on and he'll lead you on them paths of good things. There's only one person that can ever do this to me in this house or any other place, and he did it to me a few weeks ago, and he got me on another path, and that was Mr. Billy Woodward. And he just walks up to me, takes his finger, Puts it on my stomach. Says, boy, you got to do something about that. You're the only person who can get by with that. <laughs> it made me feel good. No. First of all, it made me feel, just move on. Just go along. go going home. you go going to do what you need to do. But you know what it did? Put me on a path. And for two weeks... I stayed on that path, and I'm telling the difference, and I'm going to continue the path. Anyway, maybe you need that. Stay away from Billy. (laughs) Even though I walk through the darkest valley, he's with me. He's not talking about when you die. I mean, know, there's darkness and valleys on this life. He says he's with me. I'll not be afraid. You're close. You're rod and your staff, that comfort me. You ignore my head with oil and my cup runs over. That sounds like more than you need. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. That's a short prayer. That's a short proclamation. less than 30 seconds. He knew him as his shepherd. Sometimes I need to know him. How many know why David knew him as a shepherd? Come on, you know. He was a shepherd. So he knew the principles of being a shepherd. And so he looked at his God as his shepherd, who was going to be with him every day. He was going to kill the lions and the bears and the things that come against me. He's going to be there with me. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid. I got up this morning. Because I was in the valley of darkness. I was passing through it. But I was just passing through it, Kitty. I wasn't going to stay there. I'm just going to pass through it. But I had to get up. Because the darkness was getting me. The little darkness was getting me. Because it was meaning, saying more to me than just darkness. It was tacking my mind. And I wasn't going to let it do it, Jason. So I got up and I said, oh, no, though I pass through the valley of darkness, I'm not going to be afraid for you're with me. Then Jesus comes to his disciples and he says, let me teach you how to pray. This is more than the Lord. How many know this is not the Lord's prayer? It's my prayer. It's your prayer. Listen, he's he's given you this where you don't have to try to think and make up a prayer. Is that awesome? I don't have to think and make up a prayer. I don't have to be distracted. And he says, don't be like everybody else when they pray. And don't think that you're going to be heard for your much speaking. How many... Can you become, I, I, I used to hear these guys say how they pray three hours a day. I go, how do you do that? How, how do you do that? And I thought for years, I felt, I felt condemned because I, I thought these other guys were spiritual giants. They talk about they pray two or three hours a day. I, I just, and, and so I was going to try it. Yeah, I came back from a conference one time. I told Barbara, I'm going to pray. I think back thought I'm going to pray two hours a day. Get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to pray to 8. <laughs> you think starting an exercise program's hard. That ain't nothing. Try to get up and pray for two hours. And after I fell asleep a few times, got to be a better way. And so I'm tormenting myself as a young minister. And I felt like God spoke to me and says, how many times do you think about me during the day? How many times do you quote scripture to yourself during the day? How many times a day are we in communication through the word of God? You're praying way more than two hours a day. There are days, and you've prayed six and eight hours a day with me you were just meditating upon the good things of the word of God and I've been med- and I didn't realize and all I got to do is think about these things and he says pray our father now he said God of Israel David says the Lord is my shepherd but Jesus says and I want to take this thing a little further I want to make it corporate when you pray, pray our Father who art in heaven, not who's way up there in heaven, our Father who lives in the heavenly realm. All good things come from heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And then he says something that's the key to life. He says... One translation says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Another translation says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. But the best translation is, forgive us our debts. And let me tell you why. Because you can never pay it. Paul said, owe no man nothing but to love him. There's a debt of love I could pay in full. I could pay it. I could die for Dusty, literally give my physical life for her and pay my debt in full. But I wouldn't pay it to Barbara. I wouldn't pay it to Chris. I wouldn't pay it to my grandkids. Jesus is the only person who could die on the cross and pay for it all. He paid his debt to everybody in full. Debt paid. I can never love you enough. Barbara can't make me happy. She can never love me enough. She can never. I can never love her enough. I can never, ever love her enough. And when you keep basing your relationships on what other people are going to give to you, it's always going to come up short. Because you don't pay your debt of love to everybody either. you never. I can't pay my debt of a friendship love to, to Linda or to Joe or to Canada. I can't. I can't pay. I'll always come up short loving you the way I ought to love you. I'll always come up short. I never pay that debt in full. I can't do it. And we've got to stop depending. I forgive you of your debt of love to me that you can't fully pay. Because I'm not expecting you to make me happy. I'm expecting the God of the universe, the shepherd of my soul, and my Father in heaven to do that. And then what I'm going to be is a channel of that love. Don't lead, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. You know the best way to, and you know how to overcome temptation? Don't go there. Know how to that's why I said in the song and in, in Proverbs, don't go down the street. Stay off the street and you won't be tempted. If you just don't go down the street, you won't be tempted. Just don't go down the street. Then you won't be tempted. How many would rather not be tempted than to have to overcome temptation? It's good to overcome it, but it's better not to have it. It's better to live. Lord, help me today not to go down the road I wish Joe I'd prayed that prayer every day of my life it would have saved me from some heartache had I prayed that every day of my life and um, you kids you're not kids you're young adults if you would take these three prayers and you make them how you pray to God every day from your age on. You're talking about life. There's one thing I I didn't realize who I was when I was your age. And then as I got a little bit older peer pressure got on me. And peer pressure got on me to lose my virginity because I wasn't a man if I didn't. And I got tired of being you know, the other guys. Man Man, man. And so I lost my virginity because I didn't know who I was. I was still God's child. I was still... And I lost it. And all it does is complicate your life. All it does, it is, it's just going it, to... Unless it's with the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you are just complicating your life. hugely, Big time. Big time. And I... I I was a prayer away from being a virgin when I married. I was a prayer away. A prayer away. How many times in our life have we gone through stuff and we were just prayer away I just needed to make that proclamation i just needed to make that confession prayer is not complicated it is simple and it is honest and it is short right right how I many like to have a conversation with somebody that lets you talk back? God does, too. God does, too. He wants to talk to you more than you want to talk to Him because He's got more good things to say to you than you have to Him. He can help you a whole lot more than you can help Him. Amen. Let's stand together. If... Uh, was weird this morning. God gave me that word for Chris and I was just out of nowhere. I think I went out on the deck. I was having a cup of coffee and God told me, speak this to you guys. And um, I haven't talked about those things in a long, long time. But I thank God for forgiveness. I thank God for wholeness. I thank God for restoration. I thank God for all of that, and he brought me through that. But I, I look back over and over again. I went, oh, God, I wish I was just a prayer away. I was just a prayer away from not complicating my life. I was just a prayer, a confession, a proclamation, a declaration away. That close. That close. But I was told I was far, far away from God. And I wasn't. I never have been. You never can be. I just wasn't proclaiming it. I just wasn't declaring it. You're here today, maybe. This is how I want to end this. Maybe you're here today, and you need to see the sovereign God of the universe, who is involved in every detail of your life. Everything that you do. Did you just step out in the aisle? You need to see Him as that. I need to see this God, the sovereign God of the universe. He is involved in everything I do. Helping me in everything I do. I need that sometimes. I didn't need that this morning. I needed my shepherd this morning. Maybe you're here and you need the shepherd today. You need your shepherd to whisper in your ear, everything's going to be okay. We're going to walk through this together. Maybe you need that. Maybe you just need to say, Father, our Father, our Father, ain't all about me. It's all about all of us. It's all about a family. Aren't you glad you're part of a family? If you're not part of a family, I encourage you to become part of a spiritual family. You know, you may have signed a card. You may have signed something and said, you're a member of Eagles Way Church. But I want you I want to know more than that. You're not a member of Eagles Way, you're part of a family of God. It's up, it, it's, we're together in this journey. It's our Father. Our Father. Our Father, He's a good. oh come on, up, He's a good, good Father, good Father. I'm so, I'm so thankful for that. And I'm, I'm learning more and more about Him. As I said over the last few weeks, several times, if you, if you ask me. 20 years ago, certain questions, Keith, i would answer them for you. And I've come, the more I know, the least I know. The more I know about God, the least I know about him. And the answers I used to have, I don't have anymore. But I do know he's a good, good father. And, Father, today we thank you that you're the sovereign God of the universe and you're involved in everything I do I thank you that you're my shepherd Who leads me Through this journey of life And helps me To overcome everything That you're constantly Restoring us. I thank you that you are our father And because of that We forgive our debts That we owe to each other Of love That none of us can pay In full and we forgive that. And when we do that, we continue to walk in renewing and refreshing and restoration of life. I'm glad you, you walked down because uh, this is for your whole family. Um, God gave me a word for Chris. He gave me a word for the youth. And he gave me a word for your whole family on the deck this morning. It said to tell you that Bobby's legacy of who he really was has been passed on to you. Bobby was a man of faith, a man of love. He had a hard time internalizing all of that, but he had it. He, he knew what faith was. He knew what love was. And that legacy has been passed. The, y'all are going to experience and You're already experiencing but you're going to continue to experience more and more. So when you think about your daddy, when you think about your husband, when you think about whom, his, whomever he was to you, that that legacy has been passed on to you. And only good, 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 good things. What Bobby wanted in this life that he didn't get to see. Okay, he's seeing now. What he wanted when he was here that didn't happen. is happening now. You've been so blessed. God you just tell me over and over again. But it's because this 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 thing's been passed on. Isn't that awesome? God bless you. Love you guys. Oh, he is. Good. Good, Father.
4: If you have your connection card, hold it up. Already filled out. There you go. Awesome. Thank you. Those of you that are members, that's the way that you communicate with us about prayer requests, signing up for different things. Rushed in Hope, I've got a few. regular folks that are out, and I need a couple of people to step up. So if you're interested in that, I'll explain to you what that is. But each week, we want you to take that connection card, and you drop it in the box that's at the back door of the sanctuary. There's four boxes back there. If you brought your offering with you, you can drop your offering there. Many of you do that online now, and that is fine. But thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for giving of your, all of your being all of your being, whether it's in service, so grateful for the parents and the volunteers that are up there with our children right now, loving on them, partying to them, doesn't just happen. So Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the tithes, the offerings, the alms that come into this storehouse. We pray your blessings over them. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for each and every family, Lord, that is a member here at Eaglesway Church. Thank you, Father, Lord, that you'll continue to prosper them, that give them wisdom and insight. I thank you, Father, Lord, for those that are visiting today. Bless them, Father, Lord. Allow them to return. We give it all to you, God, in Jesus' name. Let's sing.